Hey everyone, Demi here. Did you know that the latest PS5 show is sponsored by Bet365, the world's favorite online betting brand? The Bet365 app now lets you access pre-match and in-play markets, provides instant match updates across the biggest sports, connecting you to every game that matters. Bet365 also stream over 150,000 live sporting events every year. Download the app and try out the Bet Builder, which allows you to create personalized bets. Calculate the odds for any football match right there in your hands. Bet365 is the world's favorite online betting brand. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and the Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 99. I got 99 problems, but these episodes ain't one. Hit me. Episode 99 of the latest PS5. Incredibly wow. exciting. It's Almost really bad. about as a developer. amazing feeling. About obviously the new PlayStation Plus service, extra and premium update. We've got confirmed release dates for some banging games, big games that we need to talk about, and we've got updates for PSVR 2 software and so much more. So, who better to talk all that with than my co host, Mr. Alex Sylvester? How are you doing, Alex? Doing all right, man. A lot of this stuff is uh, new to me, so it's going to be a shared experience for you, listeners. Because I have no, have no idea what the hell we're going to be talking about today. That's it. <laughs> but it's not um, into it. I've heard some some good rumors though. Some good rumors and some new um, yeah, some new news. So yeah, let's just dive into yeah, it. Yeah. So I mean, the obvious question, which the listeners probably think, why is he asking him for? Because we already know. But uh, what you've been playing? Uh, you know what I've been playing. Last of Us Two. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned last week, uh, yeah, I've just dived back into that game. When the game's sick. Absolutely sick. And what part am I at now? I think it's the part when you, you know, when you grab the boat mm. and it's like that, that part where they pretty much just rip off uh, Metal Gear Solid, you know, where you pretty much mm. have to submerge yourself and like take uh, the guards down and then, you know, pop up somewhere else. So I'm just at that stage right now. <clears throat> but, uh, You're but supposed yeah, to finish Horizon it. first, mate. You're supposed to finish Horizon. No, no, first. no. Well, I'm just, I'm just keeping it eclectic, man, because I know Horizon is just going to be a nice, a slow burn. I don't have to rush for that game because it's not like we're. You know, filling up the calendar anytime soon. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, he did the same mm. thing with God of War. He did the same thing with other games. I haven't completed. Yeah, this yeah. Is Alex, War, who does completed. not finish games and then goes back into them, but he'll he'll mm-hmm. finish Nintendo games in one go. So he has false. This is why I always say to you, don't listen to his opinion because mm. they're under the wrong circumstances. Remember, per I game actually, basis. I did actually do Last of Us one and two pretty much back to back. Yeah, so, what a game. Um, yeah, yeah, what a game. And to go back into it again, and that just shows you how good a game is, even for a Nintendo fan. <laughs> uh, Last of Us oh, 2 is, is a spectacle. It's so anyway, special, man. It you listeners gaming. already know that. Yeah, it transcends gaming. Uh, well, I've yeah, been what have playing, playing? Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Love that game. You know what it is? It's, it's, a, it's a simple game. But if you like collecting things, which will lead to a platinum trophy, then get Ghostwire Tokyo because it is literally just a map that you're collecting things and the combat's fun and the lore is crazy. Yeah. So highly recommended. Um, yeah. So playing Ghostwire Tokyo, playing a bit of eFootball, playing a bit of Gran Turismo 7. So a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Nice. But Alex, 
enough about we that. We didn't get news updates uh, that much last week. It was a quiet week, but this week, oh, obviously it's the launch of PlayStation Plus um, updated service across mm-hmm. the world, slowly trickling out now. And we've got a lot to get through. Are you ready? Let's go for it. Man. All right, listeners. So what we're going to do with number one is number one has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight subsections to it. So we're going to try and get through this as fast as we can. But just sit back, relax, strap on that seatbelt, as Dr. Dre would say, and let's just go through number one and its eight subsections. Okay, number one, a lot of news to get through with the PlayStation Plus service, which has now officially launched in select Asian markets. But first off, for the entire games list, that has been announced. So every game that is available on PlayStation Plus Extra, PlayStation Plus Premium, you can find the links to those lists in the episode description. So you can see all the games there. Because if we were to list all the games, we'd be here for the whole time just listing games. So head over mm-hmm. to that link, click those links, and you can see the um, the list of all the titles that are available on the services there. But now that we've got that out of the way, some exciting news, Alex. I'm going to start with this one. It's not the biggest one, but it's exciting. Capcom's classic PS1 survival horror title, Dino Mm -hmm. Crisis, looks set to join PlayStation Plus Premium's lineup, according to a banner image for the service on the Asian PlayStation Store. The banner banner clearly depicts Dino Crisis heroine uh, Regina, which seems to confirm that Dino Crisis will be featured in the future. Capcom launched Dino Crisis for the PlayStation 1 in 1999 and was created by Shinji Mikami, who is also known for the Resident Evil series. Alex, Dino Crisis is coming! Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there, including yourself. I am, man. It's it's something different, you know, because it was literally like Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. What what, what can go wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, people have been calling out for like a a remake of that game. It hasn't come, but I mean, just to have Dino Crisis playable on a PlayStation platform again, you Mm -hmm. know, would be massive. There's no talk about uh, or showing of Dino Crisis 2 anywhere, but just the fact that we've got Dino Crisis's Regina on the banner is kind of cool for that one. Um, So as this, this one's interesting. Okay. So, at first, it's going to sound like doom and gloom, but literally in the last few minutes before we started recording, there's been an update from Sony, which I'll get into. So let me go to the original bullet point first, which sounds like typical Sony slash Nintendo, and then we're going to go into what the update has been. As we mentioned at the top of this story, the PlayStation Plus service has rolled out in Asian territories this week, and a number of gamers in Hong Kong have reported some unsurprising anti-consumer measures by Sony. Mm-hmm. If you purchased your current playstation plus subscription at a discount you will be charged higher for your upgrade fee it's also worth mentioning that if you stacked for several years for your playstation plus subscription you have to pay the upgrade fee for the entire rest of your membership regardless of how many years remain that means obviously that obviously if you've paid for four years at a discounted rate, you're paying that four years difference and the upgrade on top of that. The new PlayStation Plus is released in the US and Europe next month. Now, this is where we would have spoke ages and cost Sony because they just every time they do something good, they put the foot in the mouth of something stupid and it's always to do with money, right? But mm-hmm. there has been an update from Sony uh, in the last couple of minutes, literally in regard to this, because there was outcry at everybody, because people stacked on PlayStation Now memberships, yeah. people stacked on PlayStation Plus. I stack on PlayStation Plus when it's on discount, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it was like, what the hell? But Sony has now claimed 
Are you ready for this, Alex? Go for it. Sony has now claimed a technical error was to blame for charges made to PlayStation Plus users in Asia who had previously purchased discounted memberships. This will not be the case. So what Sony are basically saying now that it was down to a technical error uh, was to blame for the charges to PlayStation Plus users in Asia who had previously purchased discounted memberships. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously it looks like that isn't going to be the case because that would have been absolutely crazy um so the official line from sony is due to a technical error players in asia who have previously purchased a playstation plus membership at a discount have been incorrectly charged for their upgrade pricing this error has now been fixed and impacted players will receive a credit we thank you for your patience Cool. Have a credit. They said an indication. Well, it's just. It, it, I think it's just if people actually just quickly paid for it there and then, and then mm. obviously that would have been credited back to them. But at least they quickly sorted it out. I thought they. No, there was no technical error. They just thought, let's see if it gets picked up or not, let's and then we can just try and get as much money, yeah. you know. But it got picked up quick because a lot of people stacked, but they're still going to make tons of money anyway They'll from the service. So yeah, it's going to be billions in difference. So they've got nothing to worry about on that <clears> one. So at least that one's been sorted out. Um, nice. This one's interesting, Alex. Sony has confirmed that PlayStation Plus Premium will not offer DLC support for PS3 games or any streaming-based titles. PS4 games can also be streamed on the service, which also offers you the chance to download them. So therefore, you can still access DLC. Sadly, this isn't the case for PS3 titles, which will remain streaming only for now. So what it's saying is you can't if you if you stream a PS3 game and it's got DLC attached to it and stuff you can't play that DLC until obviously it becomes downloadable like PS4 titles. Mm-hmm. Again, we can't mm-hmm. get everything in one go, can we? No, you can't. I mean, you kind of expect that, really. I mean, they're offering a lot um, to get expect DLC at the gates. I mean, it would be a nice little addition for someone to do, but you know, I guess we've got to wait for that. Eventually, they will do it, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, okay, so we move on to the next PlayStation Plus updated news. So as you know, the PlayStation Plus premium service includes PlayStation 1 games. But reports have come in that some of them, some of them are running at PAL 50 hertz. Now, before we move on, a quick history lesson for you listeners uh, into what that means. So PAL 50 hertz. So back in the 90s, many PlayStation 1 games in European regions ran at 50 hertz which means they performed at 25 frames per second instead of 30 frames per second. This is also why they sported those infamous black borders at the top and bottom of the screens and ran slower than the Japanese and US versions of games. One user has discovered that the copyright at the start of Ape Escape is credited to Sony Computer Entertainment Europe rather than North America or Japan. This is the case for a number of other games, including Worms World Party and Worms Armageddon, although... Titles such as Tekken 2, Abe's Odyssey, and Mr. Driller are based on the NTSC versions. I mean, this is just a case of like the SDKs, what's available, which version is still available. Let's just get it on because this was the same thing that happened with that PS1 Classic as well. But who gives a shit, man? As long as Tekken 2 is running at the NTSC version, we're all good. That's all that matters. You know, whether it's on 50 or 60, you'll still get your ass whoops anyway. (laughs) Alex coming out with the lines quickly. But listeners, again, as you can see, yeah, it looks like it isn't going to be down to market. It could be 50 hertz. It could be um, the 60 hertz version of it as well. We just have to wait and see. You'll know straight away because you'll be able to see, oh, I want to play that game. Sony Entertainment Europe. Oh, no, it's going to be 50 hertz. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't so... think people are really nitpicky about that these days anyway, are they? 
I don't know, man. We, we're, we're used to those 60 frames now. We're going to put these PlayStation 1 games and just see that choppy-ass frame rate. We're going to be like, what's mm-hmm. going on here? Am I playing Xbox? Be right. You know? Be okay. But, I mean, even at 24 frames per second, it still runs four frames faster than the Nintendo Switch, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next story. And, Alex, this one uh, is the one that you were really excited about. So we also have more information on the game trial feature, which is part of the premium tier of PlayStation Plus. Both Horizon Forbidden West and Cyberpunk 2077 feature five-hour trials. Elsewhere, it appears that a number of other games on the subscription service, including Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and WWE 2K22, will feature a two-hour trial, which is what we first initially thought that everything would have. But, I mean, Alex, it obviously looks like bigger games, open-world games like Horizon, Cyberpunk, have five-hour trials. You get to try the game for five hours before you decide if you're going to buy it. Yeah, providing that people can actually get their hands on for a system, this is great news. But uh, but yeah, I mean, some killer games that they're actually going to you know try and swoon their their new fans and customers with. But um, but yeah, regardless, I mean, whether they actually jump on the five trial or not, these are some killer games which they'll definitely sell regardless. So it's a nice mm. feat that they're doing. But um, yeah, we'll see if uh, it actually has any uptake. Would you actually do anything? Are you actually going to jump on any of these uh, trials? Uh, obviously, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna trial Cyberpunk. I will definitely do that. Um, again, it's one of them where do I, I look at it and I think, do I need to upgrade yet? I don't really need to upgrade yet. I mean, there's a story coming up about PlayStation One games and trophies, which obviously would make me want to. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm gonna upgrade yet because I don't really mm-hmm. need to. It, I mean, we'll see what happens. What games that I want to play are in the service? I probably will. It's it, it launches two days after my birthday, so I might just you know get it for a birthday present and then i've got it for a year so we'll see what happens on that one but speaking of trophy support alex yeah sony has revealed that trophy support for playstation one titles on playstation plus will be entirely down to the developer's decision a number of playstation one games for the newly revamped service will support trophies including siphon filter which also features a platinum Ape Escape, IQ, Intelligent Cube, that is. Hot Shots Golf and Wild Arms will all have trophy support. So, I mean, it's down to the developer, really. Not every game needs it because when you've got that rewind function, people are going to take liberties, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I've got that on the, uh, the Nintendo uh, online as well. But um, it's a great service to have. Uh, and the and, final uh, bit of PlayStation Plus news for this week, and this one's actually an exciting one and was a nice surprise. So, finally, with all of the above coming out after the launch of the new service... It appears Sony has gone that little extra mile by chucking in a number of extras, including a CRT filter. Abe's Odyssey is one such title, which includes a number of filters, including default, retro classic, and modern. Retro classic is basically a CRT to mimic the old school TV sets that you would have used for the game when it originally came out in the late 90s. In addition, there's also mention of a rewind feature, which you just spoke about, quick save, and enhanced up rendering. Other games such as Worms World Party will also benefit from online multiplayer and more. But I mean, Alex, how cool is that? A nice little CRT filter to play your PlayStation 1 classics on. Yeah, we'll flick it on for a few moments and then we'll just forget about it (laughs) because, you know, we live in a 4K world now. But uh, it's a bit of nostalgia, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, But I mean, that's a lot of PlayStation Plus news that we've had this week obviously with it launching in asia there'll be little trinkets and things like that but again listeners if you click the description of the link um if sorry if you 
click the description of this podcast and click the links, you'll see the full list of games that are available for each tier. But enough about the 90s games, Alex. Talk to me about games from the future. That's what I want to hear about. Oh, yeah, man. Talking about the future, we have some PSVR 2 news. Uh, Fast Travel Games has taken to Twitter to tease the development of a number of PS2, um, PSVR 2 games, uh, but it's not saying how mu- um, much about them for now. Uh, previous VR titles developed by Fast Track Games included Cities VR, VR Virtuoso, Apex Construct VR, and more. Really exciting games, though. Uh, before we move on to PSVR 2, though, um, developer... Uh, CodeSync has revealed that um, it has been selected to develop a PSVR 2 launch game. Although further details have not yet been disclosed, while there are no confirmations um, that the following is true, it should be noted that CodeSync is currently developing a Jurassic World theme title under the codename Jaffa, which just so happens to be in the works for the VR hardware. So nice. So that's like the Dino Crisis game that people really want, really. You know, like a Jurassic Park themed one, or Jurassic World themed one. But uh, mm. yeah, man, PSVR two. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it's nice to see. Obviously, more developers jumping on it. They're all getting excited by PSVR two. Mm-hmm. They are all um, obviously thinking about what they're going to do in terms of titles. We're getting good diverse range of titles from the sound of it you know we talk about psvr2 every time there's a developer who's jumped on the bandwagon to develop for it but i mean to think that cult sync are potentially doing a jurassic world theme title for vr2 for launch it's exciting i mean who doesn't want to be in vr with haptic feedback and 3d audio on a t-rex coming up right on you you know <laughs> that's gonna yeah, be crazy that should be interesting um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, they've obviously said that it's very vague. They're not giving too much away. But the next story, Alex, gives plenty of way. And what they give away is release date. Wow, that first story was a long one. I hope you're as excited as I am to play games in 50 hertz. Anyway, Demi here. I hope your listeners are having a great day. Just taking a minute of your time to tell you about this week's Patreon exclusive show, The Latest PSX. I host sat down and discussed the big story that came out this week, which was the potential 2023-24 launch of a PS5 Pro console. If you want to have a listen, click the Patreon link in the description and help support the show. Enough from me, now to a random advertisement. Whether you're searching for record players or pianos, how you pay matters. Visa helps protect you from payment fraud online. Visa, a network working for everyone. Okay, so number three. Let's move on to those announced release dates. Activision has officially announced that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has a release date, confirming the sequel to the 2019 reboot due out on the October the 28th, 2022. I repeat, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is coming out on October 28th, 2022. Modern Warfare 2 looks set to feature a number of iconic characters from the franchise, as detailed by Activision like this. Task Force 141 makes its massive return with a global squad of iconic veterans. These operators include Captain John Price, Simon Ghost, Riley, John Soap, McTavish, Kyle Gaz Garrick, and introducing Mexican Special Forces Colonel Alejandro Vargas. 
So, I mean, obviously somebody who's played a lot of Call of Duty games, almost all of the campaigns in the thingy, it's exciting to see those names coming back. And I can't wait to see what it looks like, you know, like on PS5. It's going to look amazing, you know. Mm. The game story is set to be set around Colombian drug cartels. But what's really interesting is that even though the buyout from Microsoft is still going through, the PS5 and PS4 will still have first access to the beta for Modern Warfare 2. So that's obviously a previously dealing contract on that mm-hmm. one. Nice. Nakon and Daydalek Day Dalek Entertainment have announced that the Lord of the Rings Gollum is penciled in for release now on September the 1st, 2022 for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Alex, you excited to play Gollum? Gollum? No. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, CD Projekt Red has confirmed a Q4 2022 window for the ps5 and other next gen versions of the witcher 3 wild hunt so the witcher 3 is still coming back alex i'm sure it's been like 10 years seven years something like that since it initially launched so that coincided with the um the next series i've got like season three in the works haven't i on netflix maybe but i mean more witcher this time on ps5 so obviously take the time that you need to get it right you know, we know CD Projekt Red has a you know track record of being a little bit bumpy with their last launch. So let's just get this one right because people would love to buy The Witcher again and play mm-hmm. it on PlayStation 5 hardware. But uh, let's move on, Alex, because this one, like the world could have been completely different if a decision was made differently, wasn't it? Yeah, let's see. So uh, Jay Ong, Marvel Games Executive Vice President, Revealed in the Ultimate History of Video Games Volume 2 that the company wasn't happy with the quality of Activision Spider-Man games and thus ending their license deal early. As a result, Activision has asked Marvel Games, what are you doing uh, with this IP after you get it back? With Ong replying, I am going to find a better home for it. Good luck finding your unicorn was Activision's response. Drop the mic on that one. Um, However, when Marvel Games headed to Sony and Microsoft in hopes for finding a new home for Spider-Man, Microsoft wasn't interested as it wanted to focus on its own IP instead. Sony was much more receptive to the idea. Uh, They wanted to say, I sat down with these two execs from PlayStation third party, Adam Boyes and John Drake, in August uh, 2014 in a conference room in Burbank. I said, uh, we have a dream that is uh, possible, that we could be Arkham and have one game at least and maybe multiple games that could drive adoption for your platform so fast forward a spider-man game uh, and the rest of this history um sticking with marvel and insomniac for a moment insomniac games has promoted lindsay thompson and james ham to lead animators on marvel spider-man 2 as production continues on a highly anticipated ps5 superhero sequel Walt Williams, the writer behind Spec Ops, The Lion, has revealed that he is now serving as a narrative director for Marvel's Wolverine uh, for the PS5. Williams was previously confirmed to be involved with the superhero title, but this is the first time he's been named as narrative director. So what's... uh, So Walt Williams and Spec Ops, I mean, is is that a good game? Dude, Spec Ops, The Lion, has one of the best scripts for a video game it is so good you're on a mission it's about ptsd decisions you make will change whether you oh my god it's so good dude it is so Mm -hmm. good so the fact that he is scribing 
effectively Wolverine as narrative director means yeah. that it's going to be a serious game. It's not going to be, it's going to be more Logan than comedy, you know, nice. um, which is what people want. And I think the trailer kind of gave it away. You can see the violence in the trailer, right? all the dead people lying on the floor and the blood and everything yeah. like that. And, you know, the guy pulls a knife out and stuff. So it isn't going to be for the faint of heart, you know, and yeah. it doesn't need to be because it's Wolverine and it looks like they are going to go down that Logan route if they have Walt Williams uh, writing the script for it. But I mean, Alex, going back to the top of the story, Microsoft said no to Spider-Man, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I'm not surprised though. Microsoft have made some crazy decisions, haven't they? So um, for them to say no to Spider-Man, it's just adds to the list. Another notch on their belt of bad decisions. Um, but yeah, can you I imagine? Think, um, can you can, can you imagine a world though if Microsoft had said yeah and it wasn't on PlayStation? It that wouldn't it wouldn't have worked. Mm. It just wouldn't have worked. You know, I mean, Sony owns Spider Man, so it just makes sense, you know, to keep it all in house, right? Um, yeah, I mean, but as yeah. long as they keep making stuff for it, they have it, don't they? So yeah, that's the main so thing. I think, um, yeah, the fact that they missed out on it is not really a big loss <laughs> for anybody, really. I mean, it's part, um, mainly Sony. I don't think they give a crap. Oh, <laughs> for those out there grappling with a weekend of DIY, Uber Eats, Leon Grilled Halloumi Wrap, Gluten-Free Chicken Nuggets, Pizza Hut Pepperoni Feast, Cheesy Garlic Bread, Cookie Dough, Pepe's Chicken and Rice, Prime Pitta, Chicken Nachos, Krispy Kreme Original Glazed Donuts. Order now. Uber Eats. Bring it. Check app for restrictions and availability. Separate orders are required from each restaurant. All right. Well, we're going to go from one superhero to another, Alex. Uh, number five this week, Warner Brothers has released... Wait, what am I talking about? I saw Warner Brothers and I started thinking Batman straight away. We're not going to another superhero. We're going to mm-hmm. a wizard. Sorry, a wizard, not a superhero. Warner Brothers has released a new trailer for Hogwarts Legacy, which details the various features that the PS5 version brings to the game, including faster load times and immersive DualSense functionality. The DualSense controller will come into play across various gameplay mechanics, including allowing you to feel the force of your magic spells and various terrain you are traversing, while adaptive triggers come into play when you're casting spells at enemies. PS5 players can also enjoy 3D audio to further immerse you in the world of Hogwarts Legacy, while the controller light bar displays the colors of your chosen house when you are not in combat. How cool is that, man? That's just all from a pad, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, I think... This would be an amazing game in PSVR too. But um yeah, all that with a dual sense controller, yeah, I'm sure that's gonna drive some Harry Potter fans crazy. So um I mean yeah. I like the fact I like the fact that it's you can feel the force of the magic spells, you know, you can do some cool things with that because it feels very similar to it reminds me of Horizon, like how much you're gripping down the trigger and you can feel it. It's the same thing with the spells. So like the forbidden spells will have a bigger thump on the triggers to yeah. the mode day and yeah, it's gonna it be, sounds cool. It's, it's gonna be nice, but it's gonna add a new dyna- a dimension to the game. Uh, but let's just see if it's actually any good. Whether it's actually gonna have a decent narrative. Then again, it's not like mm. they have to try too hard with <laughs> Harry Potter. But um, well, yeah, from, moving from Harry Potter over to Capcom, on an established game company and make some decent games. Uh, I don't know about this one though, but it's officially launched a Dragon's Dogma 10th anniversary website 
uh, fueling speculation that the publisher may be looking to announce the long-term rumoured sequel. Rumours about Dragon's Dogma 2 emerged in late 2020 during a massive Capcom leap, which pegged the game for a Q2 2022 release. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake director Tetsuya Namura has revealed that Square Enix will drop info on the 25th anniversary of the original PS1 version of the RPG classic next month. News, mate. That's good. News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you uh, Final Fantasy fans out there. I can't believe it's been 25 years. Yeah, That's since mad. the original. And I think the big thing is Dragon's Dogma is a big, big game. And it was in the NVIDIA leak as well. Uh, so to obviously have a website um, dedicated to it now, it is going to fuel speculation that a sequel's coming. It is a big game for that one. But yeah, the big one, Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, the 25th anniversary, they've already spoke about, yeah, there will be news for part two soon or this year. So people are just waiting now. You know, you've got updates to Final Fantasy XIV, the biggest Final Fantasy game of all time, you know, the online game. You've got, are we getting updates for Final Fantasy XVI, you know, the PS5 launch exclusive? Are we getting updates to Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two? There's a lot of Final Fantasy VII stuff. And with Square selling off their Western assets and titles just a few weeks ago, this just shows that, again, they're doubling down on Final Fantasy. You know, we've got some sales... We'll just bring it up now. Obviously, I mean, it was in the chart section, but Final Fantasy 15 has now sold over 10 million copies worldwide since launch. So, yeah, Cap. I mean, uh, Square are obviously double downing on Final Fantasy as much as possible. And it seems that we've got a lot of Final Fantasy projects coming out over the next um, few weeks. So mm-hmm. interesting times, Alex. But I tell you, what's interesting is do we have our first number one for four continuous weeks in the UK in the charts? Yeah, spoiler alert, no, we don't. I'm here um, to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions, and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Football is so much more than just the score. And the same is true of the LiveScore app. You probably know LiveScore for real-time updates and in-play stats, but what about their pre- and post-match offerings? We're talking breaking team news, player stats, match highlights, lineups, and live league tables, all rolled into one match page. And don't miss exclusive content on all things football, from the latest transfer news to expert analysis and insight, only on LiveScore's watch section. Download the free LiveScore app from the App Store or Google Play. LiveScore. It's more than a score. Uh, But we do have an interesting number one. Um, So at number 10 this week is Gran Turismo 7. At number 9, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 8, FIFA 2022. Number 7, GTA 5. Number 6, Minecraft The Switch Edition. Number 5, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number 4, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And number 3, Lego Star Wars The Skywall Saga. So last week's number 1 was Nintendo Switch Sports, which is this week's number 2. So at number 1, I can't believe this, mate. We have Horizon Forbidden West, a three-month-old game, taking a top spot. I tell you what the funny thing is, right? 
I, we know deep down you really wanted Switch Sports to be the first game, but you're not mad because the game that took it stopped it from happening is a game that you love anyway. So it's, it's, it's a, a game. Win-win. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm mad on the inside, man. It's like they could have done it, but then it's like I'd like to see what the the sales numbers were actually because um, obviously there's been a, like a, um, a steady decline of uh, Switch uh, well um, Switch Sports sales per week, but um, so it'd be interesting to see exactly how much it actually took to actually overtake them. But, um, well, I, I mean, mean it's okay. again, it's the same thing. Uh, it's we know that PlayStation 5 hardware comes back into the market when you see these percentage jumps that you're about to read out. So that has obviously definitely played a part in Horizon being at number one and games like Grand Theft Auto 5 jumping up a position and FIFA. You, you could tell when the usuals jump up, that means PS5 hardware hit the market, but you've got some percentages, haven't you? Yeah, so we've got like 94% increase uh, in uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, following the release of, what's that new, sorry, <clears throat> I'm just trying to read what the hell's on there. Yeah, so Horizon Forbidden West uh, shot up two spots to take the first place in the UK retail charts according to GFPA. Uh, for the week ending May 21st, sales for the game increased 94% following the release of a PS5 bundle that included a copy of the game. Um I don't know what it is. Even though I've got a PS5, I just love to have that bundle. <laughs> that box looks pretty sick. <laughs> um, the extra boots five stock um, with the new bundle also boosted sales for Gran Turismo 7 by 38% as it took the uh, 10th place and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart by 275% as it re-entered the charts at number 15, even though we don't cover anything past 10. Mm. Switch Sports after three weeks at the top front uh, dropped to second place, as we said, uh, with a 37% um, uh, decline uh, week over week. Uh, so even though it's taken over Switch Sports, it hasn't really sold that many doing it. So come on, Nintendo. Uh, what are you Lego, Star Stop Wars, hating, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker, um, Skywalker Saga dropped to third place. Sales were down 30%, while Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is down fourth place with sales slip 16%, but it's still strong as iron. But uh, yeah, man, something some impressive uh, figures there. Um, mm. uh, in other news, uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior 2 has passed a million copies sold. Any fans for that? Yeah, man, so I love the Sniper point. games, man. Yeah, I love yeah. Sniper games. Mean, Sniper Ghost Warrior 2 and Sniper Elite, you know, they're, they're, they're my games, man. I love them. But, I mean, it's a very niche game and it sold over a million copies, so it's great for that. Nice. And uh, China video game market reached 45.5 billion in 2021. That's impressive. A market which no company wants to let go, except for is it Nintendo? <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, uh, yeah, some impressive, impressive figures for an industry which just seems to be growing year on year. So it's. it's I nice mean, the biggest thing about the Chinese video game market is it is online games, it is multiplayer games, things like that. So that's why Sony are making ten of these, you know, big games, online multiplayer games, because they what that's how you break the Chinese video game market. You don't break it with the normal formula of consoles. You break it with PC and online mm. gaming, you know. So that's the aim and that's the goal. 45.5 billion. That is massive yeah, number massive. in that market yeah. alone, you know, which is again just so secluded and private to itself, where you don't even get as many games releasing in China. So it's massive. But Alex, shall we move on to some letters? We've got some good letters. Yeah, let's get on to them. So uh, we have one from Anil from Michigan, Detroit. Um, and they ask, what up, Sonny? What up, Alex? Love the show. You hit us eat with each week. Keep up the graft and dedication. I want to know 
has there ever been a game um, you've been hooked with, like properly obsessed, you couldn't stop playing it, you played crazy early hours, etc. Thanks again. So I think that's going to be aimed at you, mate, <laughs> because how many of those games have you got in your list? Uh, well, I mean, it's one of them where it's a tricky one, Neil, because if you're talking hooked, I don't count like Metal Gear Solid or God of War games and that, because that's obviously the story and you're, you're listening to it. Uh, uh, you're, you're watching it and you're playing it and you want to get to the end, you know, and you just can't stop. I think in regards to hooked, I'm going to, in a, a game that I couldn't stop thinking about all the time, most recently was The Last of Us Part 2. Like I'd play it and then I'd stop. And when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. And then I want to get back to it. And I'd play it in a certain way and nighttime mm. only and things like that. And it was the same with God of War. Like when I wasn't playing it, I was thinking about it. And so I was obsessed with it in that way. But I mean, the Pez games, when you do the Master League, like anyone who plays the old pro evolution soccer games already knows what I'm talking about. When I say those two words, master league, it's an addiction. <laughs> you play it. But I think the game that really got me obsessed and it wasn't for a long time, like it, it didn't keep, but it's when I started playing it, I couldn't stop until I finished it. It wasn't even on PlayStation. It was on my phone. It's um, game dev tycoon. Uh, I told Alex about it and once I started playing this game I couldn't stop man it was so good Mm. and you're just managing you're just managing your own game company you're releasing games you're making money that's it and you just keep and I just kept playing and playing and playing and playing I finished it start again playing playing what can I do better playing 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 and then I got bored and turned it off but I was obsessed (laughs) on that game you know so it's I mean Someone from the outside would look at me and say, you're obsessed with football manager, but that's just like a life to me. If I go toilet, it's football manager time. If my wife's talking back in the day, it's football manager time. You know, it don't matter. It's always just football manager time, right? Mm. So that's the way it was. But uh, I think, yeah, Game Dev Tycoon is definitely the most modern day one. I think from a PlayStation perspective, Last of Us Part 2, as I said, I kept playing it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I just wanted to keep playing it. And I wanted to take my time. Oh, man, I was hooked. Hooked, definitely. What about you? Yeah, Game Dev Tycoon was a good game, man. Really good. Um, and you could also release consoles in there as well, and it wasn't that mad. Mm. Um, yeah, I think um, I think the most recent one would probably be Last of Us. Probably the first, the first Last of Us, the remake. Mm. Uh, that was just like a, um, a nice shock to the system, really. A game that was so uh, deep in terms of its story and the gameplay mechanics. And I thought, well... And the PlayStation is actually a decent console <laughs> if it can mm. produce games like this. Um, but yeah, that's that's one that had me up until uh, the early morning seeing the sunrise. Um, but yeah, there's there's been quite a few as well on the Nintendo side, probably uh, even the likes of Mario Odyssey and uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, classic games like that. Uh, even competitive ones like Tetris 99, you know, when you actually make your way into like the top five and you think, okay, let's just one more go, one more go. And you're just trying mm. to make yourself like get to the top of that that list. And you know, and you've got some killer players out there. So, uh, but yeah, I think that would probably be the most um, time-consuming and addictive game. Next to that, if I actually had the VR unit, 
um, what it would have been would probably be super hot. That would probably be a game that I'd be playing 24-7 because <laughs> as listeners to the show will know that games, it's just amazing. The concept of it is just brilliant, very innovative. And uh, yeah, I could definitely live there. But yeah, I, mean, that, I know. I know, like, game addiction is a serious thing, man. And some sometimes it's just a gaming loop that you get caught in, right? You play it and then that's it. That's the game you're stuck with and you can't stop thinking about it. There's so many different ways to be like just obsessed with a game, whether it be that you're just continuously playing it or thinking about it. Because I mean, even Death Stranding, I was just thinking about it all the time because it was such a, a dingy game. But I think one game that really I could not stop thinking about, so it took over my life. Like I was struggling to sleep because I kept thinking about it was Red Dead Redemption 2. Like oh, yeah. I just kept thinking about it in my head like even when I was trying to sleep I couldn't sleep because I kept seeing the characters from it and that I was so fucking that game took over man it was massive it. but yeah, yeah. it was nuts it was a, it was a good obsession to have because the game is one of the greatest of all time it's so bloody good but uh great question and Neil okay moving Ooh. on thanks for that Neil um Samantha from Vancouver Canada um she asks hello what's the most important demo of all time also, which is your favorite demo of all time? Wow, two interesting questions. Most important demo of all time. Um, Go on. I what, do you think? Think? what do you, what do you no, think? I'm asking you this time. I'm asking you. I'm asking you this time. Samantha, I think she's asking both of us. But um, important demo. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't say important, but what's your favorite demo? demo? What's your favorite demo? Favorite like, what demo, demo would be, yeah, yeah, favorite demo is more easier. That would be the um, second free demo on the PlayStation official magazine way back when came on mm. a CD uh, and we got to see um, what the, the intro for Tekken 3, which ended up being like a phenomenal re um, not reimagining, but development from Tekken 2. And he actually mm. got to play like two characters, right? Mm. I can't remember which characters it was. Was it Jin? Eddie Gordo. Eddie Gordo. And who else was it? somebody else who cares everyone just yeah, went Eddie Gordon yeah. button bashed <laughs> it like that's yeah, it because yeah. he felt like you're doing a hundred hit combo yeah yeah it's amazing um and next to that would probably be the uh, Metal Gear Solid demo mm. I think they pretty much came out close to each other but um but yeah uh, for me those are the uh most well my favorite demos of all time mm. um in terms of important demo I don't know but what about you man I'll think about that important one. I've got I know what's what your favorite mo- I think my favorite is probably the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo on the tanker. Um, I just think that whole coming out of Metal Gear Solid 1 and then you seeing Metal Gear Solid 2 at E3 and then you get the demo, which is just a tanker bit with snakes so you don't even know about riding or anything and you play that game in that tanker. Oh, my God. I was running on a PlayStation 2 and it was like that. Unbelievable. Like talk about smashing a glass ceiling of what a PS2 could do, like Metal Gear Solid 2. And that demo was so good. It just made you want so much more. It was so, so, so good. So I think that's my favorite demo of all time, obviously along with PES 3. Um, But I'll tell you what, I can tell you what the most important demo of all time is because the demo never turned into a game and that's PT. You know, that playable teaser from Kojima, which was Silent Hills, it came out of nowhere it was absolutely quiet. It blew people's minds. 
about just how scary that game was, how unique it was, and it's one hallway. Then you find out it's Silent Hills and Norman Reedus is in it. Everyone's going batshit crazy. And then it never came out. And then Konami pulled it from the fucking store and everything. And PlayStation 3s with PT installed were selling for thousands of pounds because you can't get hold of it. You cannot play that game unless you have a PlayStation 3 with it installed on there mm-hmm. already. Even if it's in your download list, you cannot download it. You know, so I think that's the most important demo because it just showed that, yeah, man, you you don't get you get this one of the most amazing horror things of all time. People all call time. it the scariest yeah, yeah. game of all time. It's not even a fucking game; it's a demo. You yeah, know, yeah. And it's it's what could have been, Alex. It's like you won mm. the lottery ticket and then lost the lottery ticket itself. Like, oh god. <laughs> um. Yeah, if you're gonna throw PNT in there, I'd probably throw that um, the Batman game. Even though it was like a, that was pretty much like a demo of the VR game and um, Batman VR. That's cheating, mate. That's cheating. That's not a demo. <laughs> it's pretty much as a demo, you know, of what nah, they will nah. be doing for the next generation. But um, but yeah, uh, cheers, Samantha. Hope uh, Vancouver's nice over there. Um, oh, Vancouver's amazing. I got family yeah. there. I love it. Uh, but um, obviously, next week is episode 100. Hopefully, scheduling all comes together. We'll be bringing Keep an Eye back there along with Jeopardy and PlayStation Quiz Live. Because the plan is for Sonny and Alex to be together as we do that. Because we've got some Tekken um, wars to settle really quick on that one. Um, But Alex, obviously that has been a news-filled show this week. Have you got any final comments for episode 99 before we hit the three digits? Make it good, make it big. what you're saying, yeah, man. 99 problems, but a... uh... I would say an episode eight one, a bridge eight one, whichever. Fill in whatever you want in there. Uh, any of you guys are hip hop heads, definitely check out the Kendrick Lamar album, um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. So that would be my final word for episode 99. Check out that album. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And oh, and also man. all those people going to um, Comic Con this weekend in London. Um, yeah, check it out. Should be a should be a good time. The first one after the first, what the past two years due to the pandemic. So um yeah definitely if you uh, if you do attend the Comic Con, uh, let us know. Um you know how to get in touch with us at latest PS Five by Twitter or the latest PS Five at gmail.com. Mm, definitely. Um, and I think my final word will be Alex. Ninety nine episodes have come and gone. We are going to hit one hundred the next time we click the record button. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people write letters into us, thanking us and, you know, uh, appreciating the work that we put in. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. 99 episodes with children running around and scheduling and work and stuff. But, you know, mm-hmm. I guess my final comment is success. It doesn't yeah, come to you. It. You have to work for it. And I think we've done that, you know, for 99 straight weeks. Mm-hmm. So, We've killed it. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. And hopefully we'll have um, the lady that you all love to hear about in the advertisements, Demi, asking us some amazing questions. If you have any questions for episode 100, send them into, as Alex said, at latest PS5 on Twitter. You can either tweet us or DM us or the latest PS5 at gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment under these podcast episodes or on YouTube. Check all the links in the description of this podcast to see the lists for the PlayStation Plus titles, to get access to Patreon, YouTube, everything else. With that being said, thank you very much for 99 episodes, and we will see you in 100. 
Lena. Hey Demi here. I hope your listeners are having a great day. Just taking a minute of your time to tell you about this week's Patreon exclusive show, The Latest PSX. Our host sat down and discussed the big story that came out this week, which was the potential 2023-24 launch of a PS5 Pro console. If you want to have a listen, click the Patreon link in the description and help support the show. Welcome, Welcome to the PlayStation. PlayStation.